This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are L-I-V-E. Monday, Monday. I'm trying to get hopped up on Mountain Dew. I'm running on energy drinks. It's going to be a long day and a long night. It's already been, but we're going to talk about the Nets. Spoiler alert. Your Brooklyn Nets are still figuring out how to win games. I mean, they were trying to lose that game last night, it seemed, but they still won. Hit that music, Alex. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, and Hudson Flynn. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets. I don't know if I sound right. I'm not hearing anything in my headphones. Can I get some more snare in my headphones? I might have to switch these headphones. You guys hear me, though? I sound fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't hear any snare. So, Robin, take it away while I try and figure (laughs) out why my headphones don't work. Technical difficulties where we're, you know, we're the, the Nets in the the fourth quarter uh, against the Jazz. But look, all jokes aside, I, I know. You, you you get scared when a, a game like that almost gets away and w- when the, the team almost blows it. And, and it would have led to a lot of heartache and, and disappointment had that been the case. But Hudson, I, I don't know if you're on the same page as me, but this whole time I, I've kind of just viewed the rest of the season through the prism of the sixth seed. If they get the sixth seed, I feel like I'm happy no matter what else can transpire because we, we know about the guys that have come in. We know about the trade, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Bridges, the, the Eastern Conference player of the week right now, uh, on, on top of the fact that he's the player that the, the Nets are going to build around. Spencer Dinwiddie led the entire NBA in assists in March. Dorian Finney-Smith is starting to hit his shots. So it, it's a likable group that's coming together. And now that sixth seed that I've wanted them to lock up is almost there. I, I don't want to jinx it. I, I don't want to say it and then it, it come crashing down and they wind up in the play-in. But I believe the magic number right now would have to be two. Any combination of Nets wins and Heat losses and the Nets have locked up the sixth seed because essentially they have a two-game lead over Miami with four to go. But essentially they have a three-game lead given they have the tiebreaker with four to go. So I feel pretty good about them meeting that bar of holding the sixth seed while we have something to look forward to you know, beyond this season. And then you get to, to see a group of vets locked into a playoff series with a Philly team that we kind of been asking for. Yeah, I mean, 
overall, you can't complain about where the Nets are right now. There's just no complaint to be made in terms of on-the-court expectations. We're meeting that expectation. The expectation is avoiding the play-in, and we're there. Obviously, we had flirted with maybe getting the five seed, fighting with the Knicks a little bit, and of course, that is still a possibility, even though it looks a little less likely uh, day in and day out. But when it comes to your on-the-court product, you're there. We're seeing Mikhail Bridges develop into a star, gets his first Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Spencer Dinwiddie has form fit to his role. It is, it's been remarkable to watch how he has fit his role, especially considering the kind of uh, choppy start he had with his uh, second tenure on the Nets when it came to you know, taking too many shots, too many turnovers, not necessarily uh, providing uh, in the correct way for who we believe to be the star of the Nets and who is the star of the Nets, Mikhail Bridges. But we have seen that change. He is, uh, like Robin said, obviously, you know, in the driver's seat for uh, assists in the NBA over this uh, past month. And that's been another thing that's just been remarkable to see. This Nets team is assisting on such a high percentage of their made baskets. It's really been wonderful to see, especially because we have had so much iso ball over the last four years. And of course, nothing against that. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, both great players, both great iso players. And anyone would be a fool to question that. But seeing the amount of of passing and the amount of interplay that this squad is having has been really enjoyable despite uh, the potential blown leads. And then of course, when you look forward, it is hard to say not only that the Nets didn't come out uh, on the winning end of at the very least the Kyrie Irving trade, uh, considering where the Mavericks are right now, and to have Mikhail Bridges and hopefully to be able to re-sign Cam Johnson and all the first round picks that came with both of those trades. It's hard to say the Nets are in a bad position going forward. In fact, it would be pretty easy for me to say that the Nets have one of the brightest futures in the league because every day it looks like the Nets are maybe only one star away from you know jumping over the bubble into playoff contention uh, rather than playoff appearances. But when you look at what we're doing right now, making the playoffs and not the play-in is a huge step for this Nets team. Well, look, I mean, getting a star, another star, is easier said than done. So I don't want to just say they're a star away when, when that is hard. But I, point taken, the Nets won the trades. They won them. Now, the Phoenix trade can still be a win-win. Don't get me wrong. The Suns win a title. I think they're 6-0 and in games KD has played. If they win a title, obviously it's a win for them. But that doesn't make it a loss for the Nets. It can be a win-win. I think the Nets have already won that trade, given Mikael Bridges is a revelation. I mean, this guy's playing like a, a top 15 player in the league at worst, maybe better than that right now with the, the uh, ability to get better. You see it up there. He was the Eastern conference player of the week, 33 points, five and a half rebounds shot 45%, 46% from three. He's still at 50, 40, 90 while scoring 28 points a game as a net. And, and, and his it, defensive production hasn't dropped. Yeah, no. And, and he's still a really good defensive player. And in the game uh, against the jazz, he didn't shoot the ball that well, but he he's learning how to score and still be productive without shooting the ball that well because he's doing things like learning how to get to the free throw line, you know, and, and how to handle the ball. Alex Gonzalez writes in the, the next star we wind up with might be Cat, and it'll uh, offer it'll be an offer y'all can deal with. Look, Carl uh, Anthony Towns is a, a great shooting big man. I don't know exactly what the answer to that who the next star is going to be. But there is certainly reason to fantasize about that in the offseason. But when you're talking about this team right now, I saw the comment that was up before. Rahola 88 it said, call me crazy. I kind of like Spence as our PG going forward. Give me a big man and another star wing along with Bridges. Um, and then we have other comments like um, my holy king uh, saying, 
We all know the Nets aren't going to the finals, but play hard, and you can see how far you can get. Don't give up. Jared Williams is a playoff started now. The Nets would play the Sixers. And we sort of touched on this in the last episode, but the Sixers series is intriguing to me for a few reasons. One, obviously, there's a James Harden connection. Two, Joel Embiid and Harden haven't been at their best in the playoffs. Both of those guys uh, have been dealing with little nagging injuries as of late. And the, the Nets have the kind of team that I do think, with the vets on it, that can lock in to a specific opponent and really be disciplined with their game plan against that specific opponent while bringing the compete level up. And they, they do seem to be coming together at the right time, especially that starting five. Finney Smith is starting to hit some shots. Cam Johnson has been great as of late. And then we'll, we'll see how far Bridges can take the, this star leap. And, and, of course, that's a long with Claxton and Dinwiddie. Claxton's been here all year, but really they, they got four new starters. Four out of their, their five starters are new, so it, it, it was only reasonable. It, it would take a little time, but they've had a lot of time on the court together because they've played a bunch of minutes together, including you know the, the ridiculous stat of Dinwiddie, Johnson, and Bridges already playing more minutes than Irving, Harden, and uh, Durant did together. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keith, you want me to go in or are you are you ready to make your great return? I feel like I can't say anything. I, <laughs> I just came in on like the last uh, four or five sentences Rob said, and I'm looking through the chat. You got to go for it. Yeah, and it comes down to a lot of that durability. Obviously, it is, uh, it's ridiculous to think that our new trio has played more uh, than the previous trio. But when it comes to the type of success that you can have as a team when your stars, when your leaders are on the court and are playing, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's the kind of thing that the Nets, I believe, and seem to be able to rely on. Right. And, and that's not just a, this season thing, no matter the composition of this team next season, it's fairly undisputable at this point that Mikhail Bridges isn't going anywhere. Nick Claxton isn't going anywhere. Uh, I would claim that those are two, probably the two best contracts in the NBA. Uh, the deal that the Knicks have Nick Claxton on and the four-year $90 million deal uh, that Mikhail Bridges is on until twenty. Which makes up for the worst contract in the NBA in Ben Simmons. Right, right. They kind of <laughs> offset each other, right? But so when you look at I mean, those players aren't going anywhere and their ability to suit up and play every game and contribute every game. I mean, one of the big questions about Mikhail Bridges was, does he have the stamina to play all those games, play as many minutes as he does, but to also contribute uh, at this high level and, and in some ways that still remains to be seen but when it comes to what we've seen so far Mikhail Bridges shines under pressure he shines under fatigue and that is exactly what the Nets need out of him and out of a star because 
while there's a lot to be said about whether stars will want to come to Brooklyn, and at the end of the day, they will. This is New York City. This is the biggest market in the world. You have a situation where I don't think Joe Sy or Sean, Sean Marks or any of the decision makers involved in the Nets organization are going to want to have take their chance on another set of stars or star or singular that might not play and that might not play big minutes and that might be injury prone. I think in terms of lessons that we've learned, aside from the whole drama free aspect of the current crop of players that we have, I think the biggest lesson is you have to take your chance on players that will play. And Mikhail Bridges and Nick Claxton are a great place to start. Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie will stick around. Also a fairly consistent player in terms of not getting injured. And when you have a team that is good both on paper and on the floor, and that really comes down to whether or not they're going to play, the sky is the limit. And not to look ahead, but again, like I said before, the Nets are in a phenomenal situation going forward. And as a Nets fan, considering everything that has happened this season, everything that has transpired from the anti-Semitism allegations to the trade request to last summer's trade request. It's hard to complain as a Nets fan about the situation we find ourselves in. Well, they aren't going to sell their soul again. I think that's the lesson. They're not going to sell their soul uh, again and they're going to build. doesn't mean you can't get a star, but you know, it's a certain type of dude and, and you know, a certain type of durability as you just alluded to. Uh, I mentioned it. They're undefeated. The Suns are with KD, but he's only played six games. Uh, we'll, we'll see how often he can stay on the, the floor. We know how brilliant the guy is as a player. No one could take that away. And now there's talk about the, the Mavs shutting down Luka and Kyrie. So Kyrie may have already played his last game for the Mavericks. I mean, <laughs> they left us for dead. We're doing just fine. They did us dirty. We came out clean. I'm just sitting back watching everything, right? This is entertainment. This is the NBA. People think about the NBA in the wrong ways, right? Like, think of it like watching a movie. And obviously, you're rooting for the main character. For our purposes, the main character is the Brooklyn Nets. And we had some things go on. And it's like the storylines kind of create themselves. The, The script is amazing. We didn't expect the script to have us where we are right now. There's players on this team that I had no even thought about them being with us. But all in all, we're winning. We're winning games. There's four games left. We're going back to the playoffs. The thing about Brooklyn in this decade that they've been back in New York, they get to the playoffs. I don't know how many times out of the 10 years, I would guess it's half at least, maybe more. Maybe this will be six. And, uh, you know, not focusing on the the team that plays in um, Midtown, but like that was a uh, a tagline of ours in 2015, The playoff shirt said, we are playoffs, basically letting people know we are playoff bound almost every year. We figure out how to get to the playoffs no matter matter who's in these jerseys. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Darren Williams and uh, Joe Johnson. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie, which those guys are on the team and, you know, we're heading back with them again. But you know what I'm talking about, D'Lo and Karis and Big J, those guys. It doesn't matter if it's Katie, Kyrie. And now it's Mikael Bridges, Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie. We're about to be back in the playoffs, not the play-in. Not the play-in. We're back in the playoffs. There's four games left. We, we should be good. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this team does, right? I, I was happy to see the season ticket holder event and them giving these guys the light. There's a T-shirt coming out. One of these games is a T-shirt giveaway. And it's got all these new faces of the Brooklyn Nets. This Nets world has been built. I've been saying that for a long, long time. Like, I wasn't just saying it 
because it sounded cool. I was saying it because it's a real thing. This Nets world has been built. The organization moved from New Jersey, had to rebrand, had to figure some things out. They sold their soul twice for superstars. The first time, they didn't come out so clean. This time, they look to come out super clean. The only thing I added to the uh, the notes in the group chat, Alex, we'll get to that. Um, but I don't care about what's going on in Dallas. I don't care what's going on in Phoenix. I'm looking at the league and what's going on in Philly because that's who we're, we're going to face and bring them on. I want that smoke. You know, uh, universe never unconnects. Before the KD Kyrie era, who did the Nets face? And the storylines with Seth Curry going back to Philly to face his father-in-law, Ben Simmons, going back to Philly, but he's just going to be on the bench getting booed, right? Um, the Nets lost that trade, but they have an opportunity to go in Philly and kind of shake them up a bit. And I don't think it's a guarantee that the, the Sixers just sweep the, the Nets. If they make this a six-game series, force a game seven, who knows? It could get interesting. And I like watching interesting movies. It's been a great watch. Up and down, but all in all, we've won more than we've lost, and it's been fun to be a Nets fan again this season. I like the the matchup with with Philly for a few reasons. I, I mean, I said it before the the free throws or the the Philadelphia free throws. Sometimes when the the officiating tightens up, you don't get those calls as much. Uh, Embiid tends to wear down as the season goes on. Harden, you know, had uh, some. I think his hammy issue may have popped up a little bit, but they're probably load managing. Who knows? But nevertheless, those guys don't have sterling playoff reputations. But but beyond that, when you just look at the, the type of things that have hurt the Nets. Um, in recent games and, and really for a longer period of time too, one uh, point of attack uh, penetration. And the, the Sixers don't really have that. That's not James Harden's game at, at this point in time. And then two, the offensive rebounding and, and second chance points. And, and the Sixers are bigger because of Embiid, but Embiid's going to get the focus of all the defense. It's not like the Nets aren't going to go into this series focused on Embiid and, and he'll score. There, there's no question about that. But he's not going to do anything to surprise you. And I don't see those other guys on the roster that are just going to relentlessly crash the boards and put it back in, uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, going full circle, Keith, to, to something we had talked about earlier in this show, um, and, and that's the purchasing of a jersey, right? With this team, it was you, you wondered, whose jersey could I purchase? I wound up getting a KD jersey for my son, Raj, because we went to the game and it looks cool and everything. But I knew at that moment that might, you know, be out of date within – a few weeks, if not a, a few months. Kyrie, you, you didn't know if you could put his jersey on in public. And, and you just didn't know which of those jerseys you could wear. Ben Simmons, you can't buy a Ben Simmons jersey. It, it's the opposite now. It's like, when are the Bridges jerseys on sale? I got to get a Bridges jersey because you know, you know, one, he's going to be here. Two, he's only going to get better. And three, you just feel good about him. Yeah, and that there, and he's going to play. Him. He's an Iron Man. He plays every single game. <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And you, you have to, at a certain point, you have to look at this Nets team and you have to be grateful. And I think at this point, I think we're all comfortable doing it. I think you have to give credit where it's due. And for as many bad decisions that a lot of people can can put on Sean Marks and Joe Sy's shoulder, uh, the only one really that I see is, as a, just a major L was anything to do with the Sixers, anything to do with Ben Simmons, anything to do with James Harden. Those are L's you can put at their feet. But you have to give credit to Sean Marks. You know, back in the days when we were landing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and, and even beyond, the phrase was, in Marks we trust. That was our mantra. That was everything that Nets fans wanted was just to trust our version of the process and put our faith in our GM to put us in a better position. And despite all of the the faith in him, or at least a large part of it from a large section of the fans uh, being dropped and being lost, we're in a situation now where if you are an honest Nets fan who isn't blinded by some weird irrational hate over the Kyrie Irving situation or whatever, you can say that, they did a really good job. They took a bad situation, albeit one that they created themselves by bringing in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the first place, and they put the Nets in a good position. And when you're thinking about positive outcomes and as positive outcomes as they could be, I mean, this is an A+. This is an A-plus out of a bad situation. And if you're going to crucify them for creating the situation, you have to give them their flowers uh, on the way out when they have you know, come out of this getting applause and a deserved applause because at this point you really can't say anything negative about either of those trades, not only based on how the Mavericks are playing, not only based on how Mikhail Bridges are playing, but everything surrounding it and everything that could come in the future because of it. Hey, we, we don't have uh, too much time to, to waste. I know I don't, we'll get right to the voicemails, um, your comments in the chat. Uh, something I wanted to add when I was talking about Bridges being an Ironman, he's on pace to, p- to play 83 games. Right, because he's got an extra game from the Suns. Eighty-three games in a league where they have to change the awards to say that you have to play at least sixty-five games to be considered for NBA awards. Like this guy's about to play eighty-three games, so I guess he'll be in the running for one of these awards next year because he doesn't like to miss games. I mean, we don't have to keep talking all around it. You guys know what it is. It's the last week. Um, there's four games left. They survive and don't lose at home to the Jazz. Three out of these last four games are at home. This Timberwolves game tomorrow is going to be interesting. They can beat the T-Wolves. Cat is back. Um, The Pistons are trash. They've won 16 games all season. They should go to uh, Little Caesars Arena and beat them. The Magic, watch your head. Those boys can play, uh, you know, but it won't matter, right? (laughs) You go beat the Timberwolves, you beat the Pistons. It won't matter if you lose this last game on Friday to the Magic or this tune-up game, which I don't know what to expect um, Sunday, April 9th, from the 76ers facing the Nets in Brooklyn. Um, you know, they may not show their hand at all. They may not match up with us for that game because that's going to be the first-round matchup. Yeah, I, I see some people in the chat, a bunch of people mentioning other players on the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey, who obviously is a terrific player, and Shake Milton, D'Anthony Melton. No one's saying the Sixers suck, right? Like the, the Sixers have won a lot of games for a reason. No one's saying they suck. I just don't think... Their best players are necessarily 
fearsome in a, a specific matchup with the net. They're going to score. They're going to play well. They're, they're great players, but I, they don't terrify me in the specific matchup. And, and, and I like the, you know, the, the cut of the, the, the makeup of the nets as far as getting into a series with a team like that, with no pressure, by the way, right? Like house the money, best. playing house with house money. money. Anything they do positive is great. We don't expect them to win the series. If they win the series, we throw a parade. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if they get out of this series, like if you knock off Embiid, who's in the conversation to be the MVP, Harden, who has won an MVP, Harden, who played here, right? That's another thing, too, and we'll play the voicemail and move on. I've seen Doc Rivers choke. I've seen James Harden choke. I've seen Embiid not necessarily choke, but like come up small in the playoffs. History repeats itself. And I, I tell you guys this on WFAN and on here. In the NBA playoffs, somebody always gets hurt. It is a consistent theme every year that alters who makes it to the finish line. Somebody always gets hurt, whether it's a role player or a star player. Somebody's going to go down. I think I said that on a podcast. And then that night, Embiid went out with an injury. Not wishing it on anybody. Don't want anybody to get hurt. It's just a fact of watching the NBA for so long. I've only got one voicemail, which is cool because we got to rush through this one a little bit. Really, it's my fault. Blame me. I I, I have gotten to a point where uh, I'm doing so many things and I have a 38-week pregnant wife. It's just uh, not enough hours in the day, they say. Not enough hours in a day. Even if you get up at 7, 8 a.m., next thing you know, it's 4 p.m. and you got to head to the stadium. Let's see uh, what this voicemail. This voicemail came in late last night. Yo, what's up, talking that? Shout to the panel. Listen, shout to the chat. Yo, I've seen in the Cleveland game and the Utah game, they trap us in the end of the game to try to cause turnovers. Jack Vaughn need to make that adjustment. Have Cam Thomas, Ed Sumner, Seth Curry out there. Someone. I'm surprised Seth Curry missed those free throws tonight. But traditionally, I, I think, well, theoretically, it, it will work. You know, I don't think that Seth Curry is going to miss free throws in the fourth quarter like that all the time. Um, so, yeah, we just need somebody to help us with that trap. I thought we controlled the pace of the game. The first 11 field goals with 10 assists to it. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had 146 assists in March. I mean, we balling out here. We hooping. We the, un- we the favorite underdogs. I'm going to keep saying that. We the favorite underdogs. I got us going to the second round. I will revisit this conversation once we get past the second round. Peace. Uh, what I'll say about that game yesterday is, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie came right right out and said, we got lucky. We got to be better. We got to learn from it. That can't happen if we want to go the places that we're trying to go, which is literally right around the corner. I'm over it. I watched that game as I was watching the uh, women's college final, and I'm watching baseball, and the Nets were up 20, and they kind of took their foot off the gas. But all is well. That ends well. Big fan Breezy in the chat. Thanks for the voicemail and the congrats. Appreciate you, bro. Isn't it good that Nets fans are just having fun again? Isn't it nice that we're thinking like there could be an expectation to make the second round with this team? I mean, we talk about the Nets. We do this podcast. We've done it through thick and thin this season. Nets fans are a fickle bunch. Nets fans on Twitter are a fickle bunch. But to see optimism uh, flowing from our callers, from the chat, from Twitter, from everything with this franchise, it's it's just nice to see. It's just nice to see that the Nets have something going here that people can can rally behind and that they have, especially after how many galvanized opinions there were relating to the KD Kyrie drama. My last bit of stress, stress was about the six seed. And it's almost it's almost done. Almost locked up. Well, don't don't gonna say I'm not gonna say it's done until it's done, but it's it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, I mean for me to 
put out basically after the trade was made, after this thing got blown up, for me to put out there, hey, just stay in the playoffs. Don't drop into the playing. And they started off the second half losing four games in a row where we're like, oh, I guess we're bound for the playing. No, they fought back. And for all the talk about chemistry and how these guys will gel during the 7-11 era, even the big three era, right? Having guys in and out of the lineup. Oh, are they going to have enough chemistry to compete to compete with these teams in the playoffs that have played all season? This group has chemistry. This group has found their identity. Is it going to be strong enough to knock off the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers? Probably not. But it, it at least gets you into the playoffs with some hope. We had so much false hope last year going into the series against the Celtics, knowing they were a juggernaut, but thinking because we had KD and Kyrie, they could just will us to victory. They shut KD down, neutralized him. KD gave us, or Kyrie gave us one thirty-nine point performance. Then he had nothing after that when they blew that game. They're playing with house money. Whatever they do is cool. And if they get knocked out in the first round, we're on to next season. Alex, can you flash the tweet that Brooklyn Netcast put out? We're not going to talk about it, but it is something to think about. The Brooklyn Nets have an $18.1 million trade exemption from the KD trade. The last time a team had that large of a trade exemption was Portland. And it was used to absorb Jeremy Grant's, uh, Jer I'm saying his name right, Jeremy Grant in a trade. It's a very useful asset to have this summer. Uh, gives us an avenue to trade for a significant piece to our roster. The net, It's all right in front of them. The picks and the players and this offseason. So the thing is, when something gets blown up, right, sometimes you have to destroy before you can elevate. I think that's a Rick Ross lyric. Uh, but I remember, you know, R Ross saying that, and I thought about it. Sometimes you have to destroy what was there completely before you can build and elevate past where you were. Yeah, destroy before you rebuild. I, I think it's an old phrase. I don't, I don't think Rose came up with that one. <laughs> I, well, I heard it from Rick Ross, so that's all how right. it stays in my head. Uh, he said something, you got to destroy before you elevate. And so, like, that's what I look at this as. This Nets world has been built. They destroyed what was, but they have a chance to quickly elevate here in the next year, two years. So hold on, folks. Stay tuned. If we get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, it's not the end of the world. Anything else, guys? Let's go Nets. Yeah, that's it. We'll be back with another pod, I think, Friday. Thursday, there's a few things going on, but Friday to end the week, and we'll have some more games to talk about. Uh, we'll see you then. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn.